0: Welcome to the Garden of Eden Eden. Dammy be asking the questions For the answers that you wanna hear All you gotta do is sit back, grab a chair Or listen up while you clean and cook Take a leaf from the creative's book These gems open your mind and your heart Okay, the show's gonna start Welcome back to the Garden of Eden podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Dami, and this is where ideas grow. Today, I know I say it every week or every other week, but today we truly, truly have a very special guest here in Cheyenne Reynolds. Cheyenne, welcome to the podcast. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm
1: good, thank
0: you. How are you? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I know we talked off camera. And- You know, the whole thing about when you're creating content and you're thinking you have those moments of like self-doubt or nerves. Today was one of those days, but I feel like I'm I'm pretty excited for what's going to come from this conversation. So, yeah. I'm
1: excited (laughs) as well.
0: So just to give the people listening some context, um, Cheyenne is a a content creator. She's the host of the uh, show uh, Conscious Conversations on her own YouTube channel and the host of a very popular YouTube show in the UK urban scene called Grilling on Standout TV. And just shout out you guys, because you've impacted the culture in a mad way with that show. Mad way.
1: Oh, thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. I think like with that, I'm, that, it's really humbling to hear that, because when we create the show, that's exactly what our intentions were. So thank you for saying that.
0: No, it's 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 really good and it's it's opened up like I think a lot of people to different topics that they would nece- wouldn't necessarily necessarily have discussed in such detail. so I think it's powerful for that reason it's also quite funny too so yeah, yeah. it's all good but I think yeah I noticed you first from that show and then I, I think I went onto your insta page and saw that you had something called conscious hip- hypocrite which drew my attention like caught my attention but I was like okay this is interesting and you know in the discussions that you have on that page and then on your YouTube channel I really thought you'd be a great guest to have on because you'd have a lot of value to give people in certain situations so yeah I'm uh, pretty excited.
1: I think with that it's the the reason I call myself the conscious hypocrite because I definitely know I am I think we all are and I think It's just my ego wanting to get ahead. Like, no one can counsel me because I'm very conscious, aware that I'm very hypocritical with my actions, (laughs) you know, to save myself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's funny, actually, because that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about, because I think sometimes when people dive into exploring consciousness or philosophies around, like, spirituality and those elements of the world, it can be really easy to go yeah I know this shit like I'm above all you mere mortals because I'm clued up and like I'm a better person than you um mm-hmm. so yeah calling yourself um the hip like conscious hypocrite did you did you know uh, like when you were exploring consciousness and spirituality did you already have that understanding that you were still like imperfect or was it like oh yeah I'm, I'm becoming this better person this more well-rounded person and then through doing that you realize oh no but I'm still kind of full of shit sometimes too as well like
1: (laughs) yeah I think it was like um one of my best friends like she's actually a vegan shout out Gemma um she's a vegan She's always posting stuff and whenever we'd be like at events or parties and you know when there's always like someone making the vegan comment and yeah turning into a debate and I would always stick up for her and then they're like, but you eat meat. And I'm like, yes, I know, but I'm conscious enough to know. Like, it's way better quality of life for you and all this. And then I realised, like, just with everything that I do, like fast fashion, like, I know it's very unethical, like, the way workers are treating the sweatshops. But for me, my bank balance and for fast fashion, I would just buy everything from, like, the shops and stuff. So it's really hard to do anything in life without realising that you're just a bit of a hypocrite. You know, with growth and with change, and that's why I hope just in the name, the conscious hypocrite, people can like also not that I care if people come for me, but I just think to remind people that before we hold judgment, things like we're all trying because, Mm. like, especially with like my Shire Reynolds um, content account, I know that I post quite very revealing kind of selfies and stuff like that, but that doesn't really define who I am as a person. So when I'm trying to talk or get someone to take me seriously, they're like, well, you're half naked. Like, although I'm not, but it just kind of takes away from, like, what kind of power or influence I'm trying to bring from my conversations on the consciousness. So that's why I was like. Yeah. Come with it. The conscious hypocrite. That's me.
0: (laughs) Hey there, Garden of Eden podcast listeners. Sorry to interrupt this episode. I just wanted to say thank you for watching and listening if you get value from this podcast from the guests sharing their perspectives on their journeys um i would appreciate if you could share this with maybe one or two people that you know will get something out of it if you like the podcast please subscribe or follow it on whichever audio platform you're listening to it on um we've got more exciting content coming up with athletes musicians comedians journalists Um, sharing their journeys towards mastery and now back to the show yeah no I think it's um I think it's important sometimes for us to realize that even even sometimes getting better in a certain area of life you know we still have moments where we have to you know check up check ourselves a little bit so we know okay I ain't perfect either like I can I feel like I can judge this person, but actually, if I deep if I look deep within, oh, I've done that too. I've said yeah. one thing and literally five minutes later I've gone and done the exact opposite that I said I would never do. So yeah, having that that self-awareness, I think, is is important. Um, so I want to dive a little bit further back in your journey because I think this is this is something which can help a lot of people. Um So to give some context, I think for a lot of people, it's very nerve wracking doing content, creating content for a lot of people. And, you know, for people like, I guess yourself and and me in some ways, you know, as you're doing more, you start to get more comfortable, you start to ease in, but you still have a lot of like niggling battles that you need to face sometimes when you're going into the arena. But I think for a lot of people, the reality is so scary that it blocks them from doing it. So, my question for you is: What made you step into that world of creating content online, and was it something you excited to do, or did you have a lot of things holding you back? And if you did, what were they, and how did you overcome those things?
1: Yeah, uh, good question, Joel. You know it's really funny. So, originally, like I actually started off doing a lot of. Things on feminism, so I was quite a preacher. So if anyone knows what the they want, they know I was like such a feminist preacher back in the day. And then I think it was just because I used to speak about like my own personal experiences, or I, I just loved mm. to preach. And then I realised people <laughs> liked what I had to say because then they'd be like, "Oh, I really like that." And the intention was never to like be doing it online as a platform. It would just be like I'm just speaking and I'm just sharing my thoughts and whatever. And I think the one that got a lot of recognition like i took a video down now but i was talking about feminism and just the importance of toxic masculinity and it was about mm. like um domestic violence and just the importance of like teaching people about emotions um especially men because then maybe there would not be so many angry frustrated men and then that kind of then took a turn because i had more men messaging me about feminism and just saying like, i really love what you're doing and then that's when i realized like oh feminism isn't as bad yeah. as people make it like because i was then trying mm. to change the stigma behind it because the moment you say you're a feminist people just switch off and then yeah, like,
0: it's like a um, buzzword trigger word is it a trigger yeah. word people <laughs> get triggered by it yeah
1: no and then i just realized in general it's not even about feminism obviously feminism is very important for equality but i realized just in the direction i wanted to take content was just to listen and just to actually have mm. conversations because people always like listen to argue and they don't listen to understand and i realized that and so that's when i realized like i want to create more of like a platform where people can just share their opinion and not be judged for it because no matter what like anyone says like i will never judge them and i think it's important that people understand that because this is the problem with online and social media like cancel culture you say one wrong thing yeah. people just want you to disappear off the earth and i think like, it's really important that we understand, look, like, to learn from mistakes, but also people have different realities and people have different perspectives. And in uh, in the pandemic, when the Black Lives Matter movement happened, I think it opened a lot of everyone's mm. eyes, like, not just the racism, but I grew up in a predominantly white area. And being mixed, yeah. it was just kind of like I was always surrounded by, like, the, the white perspective. So when the Black mm. Lives Matter was happening, I was trying to explain to people, like, it's half the time people like don't wrong. there are a lot of racists in the world. I'm not I'm not saying there's not. Yeah. But a lot of it is through like ignorance and because it's not their reality. So when I'm saying to people, because people were getting mad, like, why is no one speaking up? Why is no one saying this? And I can understand the frustration, but I can't understand because mm. the money is raised, so I can empathize with the situation. And then yeah. it comes back into the whole like when like the white area I live in, because they don't have that education of like what it means to be black or that black influence, they it's not going to affect their life. So these people aren't walking and marching because it doesn't affect them, you know. And
2: yeah.
1: And then I don't know how I got off onto this topic, but going back into just content, and then I realised yeah. the angle and direction that I want to go with my content and. Create my platform, it genuinely is for change. Like, I am a bit of a preacher. Mm. I, I'm crazy enough to think I can change the world, by the way. <laughs> and that's like why I'm trying to just build my platform so I can just do things for greater good, not just to have a platform and be like, oh my God, I'm such a famous influencer. Like, that's not the case. It's yeah. to build a community of people that feel safe and be able to share their voice. So.
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like you can definitely gauge that from the shows that you have on your YouTube channel, like the conversations you have are very raw, vulnerable, and people are sharing a lot of things, which, uh, you know, for a lot of people, it might be scary to do that because they're divulging personal information. Um, I know for me, sometimes it can be difficult to really get to the, um, like go deep, but it's also really helpful because a lot of people are silently going through certain situations. So having a platform, to do that is really um, valuable something else that i got from what you were just saying though is that you like or you can at least handle conversations with people that don't see things the same way you do how do you do that how do you navigate that
1: You've got. I think you've, you've just got to learn to drop your ego, because I think as humans, we always want to be right. Like nobody wants to hold themselves accountable. So especially when you're arguing and you've actually, and you're actually wrong, no one wants to admit that. No one wants to be that on the board. <laughs> <laughs> so in order to, yeah. you know, for me, I just think the more you just listen, the more you can understand a person. I just think that's just something I've learned. I think growing up with like Loads of Sisters, And I was always the quiet one. So I just learned to Mm. just not force my opinion. So then I realized the power in my voice because I would would always observe. And then when I spoke, I spoke sense because I listened to everyone, like respected what everyone had to say. Then I would kind of like be, okay, this is now what I'm going to say because I'm listening to all of you. I want to make it all Mm. something for all of us and then represent us all kind of thing. And that's what I kind of just learned with my voice.
0: Right, so you're like the silent controller in the house, really. Yeah, like, there's, the there's I listen to everything. Yeah.
1: Like, there's a fight. There's a fight, and there's this. Like, whatever it is, like, I will listen to everything. I will see every perspective because it's like people are only ever give their side of the story. You know, so there's his side, her side, and then there's the truth in the middle because not that either a lying but your perspective mm. is your perspective. So you know, someone might say to you. I don't like this but you're just hearing it as I don't like you or whatever it might be so sometimes it's just learning to listen
0: <laughs> definitely it's a it's an underrated skill for yeah. sure underrated skill um so going going back into like your content creator journey I think um like so for example if I look at myself right for me I'm really curious about people and their stories and what takes them from A to B because I feel like you get a lot of like fascinating and inspiring moments or even moments that you can connect on that weren't necessarily so positive but you can you can almost learn from those experiences apply them to your life or just you know you you just learn a lot about people and I think it makes you it makes you it makes it easier to develop relationships or connect with people because you have such a wealth of information from stuff where people yeah yeah from where people have come from and and gone to and I think that's what I love about doing this podcast and speaking to people like yourselves and learning about their journeys um and obviously I've noticed that you're a host on you know the, the grilling show and you're a host on your own platform um with conscious conversations as well what inspired you to be a creator in that form because I guess it's also quite easy to just speak about the things that you care about, and yeah. that just be your lane, or you know, entertainment, for example, specifically that. But for you, why did you become host and speak to other people and, and learn from them? What inspired you to do that?
1: um So with the grin it was just more kind of I realized that entertain like as much as I love my conscious stuff, because to me that like, that's if I could just get paid in this all day, every day. Yeah, I do it for like I'll do it for free. That's so much I love it. Um, but mm. with the grid it's kind of like I kind of say grid is like my old ego <laughs> because <laughs> I don't always want to like be dating people.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And I think like conscious content is just very heavy, like not everyone wants to listen to it. Whereas like when you do entertainment, it's an escape. People just want to laugh, people need to laugh. Like with, after a pandemic of two years, like nobody actually wants to sit and go deep at the moment. So I think that's why. Mm has been so successful because it it's so many people message that like, oh my god I've not stopped laughing like all these good things yeah. which is great and it's well, we're nosy like people love knowing like who's dating who or who's interested like it's just little things and especially some questions are a bit explicit so people just want to be nosy so I can imagine that's why that's doing well and I think for me I want to show like my diversity that I can do entertainment although it's mm. more like intrusive serious questions but like my humour quite dry anyway. So for me, it's it's quite suited to me. But yeah, that's
0: that. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like it's still kind of in your lane, but you're packaging it up for the, yeah. for the masses.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And, I
0: think,
1: and I think as well with like grilling, I, I do love it because going back to like, I feel like everything does connect to like my original intention behind creating content was to like, was to empower women. And Mm. I kind of feel like it is for me because there's not that many date shows that are female lead um, where they're as outspoken as I am, because I kind of find like women like sometimes go into a box or they're very scared to ask certain questions. And I think with the whole um, like I'm very on female empowerment, but I don't agree with the female liberation movement right now with the whole gold digger attitude, like ask get money kind of thing. Do nothing for yourself. I'm not on that. Mm. I don't and um, so i know when why I is ask, that joe well, why is it because i think as women like we've come so far to be taken serious and to be you know for me i like it when someone actually has a conversation with me and wants to listen mm. so i'd much rather lead with that than have someone pay for my life you know because when you get women like, you <laughs> want money for no reason like that's fine yeah. you secure your bag in your own way but it's just detrimental for then women that do want to use their brain or use their voice because then people then put you in a category because when I'm glammed up, people have this assumption about me that I'm an idiot and they just kind of like put me in the category of as if I'm like a girl that only wants to just like get naked or do something funny or just ask people to cash out me and that's not the case. So it's important that <laughs> I, you know I, mean? I use my voice and I use yeah. my platform and I just flip it around just to educate people like, you know, I know I ask the questions on the show, but it's mm. because, you know general i'll ask someone how much money do you earn but it's not so you can give it to me it's just just a question because for me i'm only going to date someone that's either got the same ambitions or finance brackets as me i don't think that you should date below unless they've got the vision there so you can help bring them up so yeah that's the little gold diggering question i ask on grilling (laughs) (laughs) but
2: people
1: are like why is he asking him and in my head i'm like it's a I know it is rude like don't get me wrong in, um, in real life like when I'm trying to get to know someone I probably wouldn't ask that early in a, early early but I definitely would ask just so I know yeah. where I'm going with my life not to not to shame a man not to be like oh you're broke, you don't have any because at the end they like to be a good man you don't need money and I think society's yeah. got it so twisted in thinking that you only have value as a man if you've got money. And I think like secondly, if you're a good woman, you help that man get it, you know. So
0: facts. Yeah. I think with um with the money thing, it is tricky because yeah, there's a lot of things at play. Obviously you have things like gender pay gap that affects how much men earn and women earn and generally that will lead to men earning more. Um, but then, as you said, like the value of a man isn't necessarily completely, completely in the net worth. There's obviously other things that are important. And I think, yeah, as a, as a woman, it's dangerous leverage to give a man to yeah. earn all the money for both of you. Because then obviously,
2: yeah, you know,
0: you're, to trust any other human with your complete livelihood is a dangerous game to play any Definitely. in any kind of relationship even yeah. people who have parents who subsidize subsidized their whole lives like that's pretty bad
1: I think with that it, that's how you then get like narcissistic abusive relationships because then it becomes a power and control situation because when you are a woman that's like you know living off of a man it becomes with the whole you wouldn't have that if it wasn't for me. And it's so, there's so many different dynamics because not everyone is, not every man is a provider because their intention is to provide for their man. Like some men will start to resent Mm. the partner for it. So it's deeper than people realise, like not every individual is the same. And we forget that when we generalise about men with money and women, but but we move.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So uh, going back to your like YouTube channel, Conscious Conversations, I think it takes a journey, like, well traveled, to have you know a name like that as you know the name of a show. Like you have to have gone on a journey, I think, internally to actually even arrive at that topic. Because I know for myself, when I was younger, maybe in my early twenties, if someone tried to chat to me about consciousness, get out of here, man! I'm not, he- I'm not here for that. I'm not yes, here. I'm no. just not hearing it. I'm just not hearing it. But obviously, through life, you have certain experiences. I think for me, one of the big ones was I had a massive, massive heartbreak um, oh,
2: with a girl, hard?
0: with a girl who lived in Australia. I went out to Australia, got my heart <gasps> smashed. Like it was, it was tough. Um, and it was really interesting, actually, because it made it. Uh, it's heartbreak, so it's painful anyway. But for some reason, it just got me thinking a lot about um death and time and all these things. Life, Like the meaning of life like yeah like everything basically it made me question the whole fabric of reality really um through a series of like thought patterns I was just I just arrived there and I guess that started my journey into exploring what is consciousness what is actually spirituality? Oh religions fit into this. Why why do people believe in this? Like oh hope and faith like all these all these concepts. So for you, I'd be really curious to hear what encouraged your journey in that lane because uh yeah I always find it fascinating what what like breaks the what seal I guess. Inspired that event you
1: know what it's it's weird like for me like don't get me wrong I Um, I have a really good life story because it's like I've had you know hurdle after like genuinely like I've had the maddest life like do you like anything bad that happened to a person has actually happened to me and Mm. so it's kind of like it was just every time I would kind of build my life back up together so when you like you know when you grow up and you're not in a when you're in a broken home and you don't have money Mm. all these kind of things that like everyone has a struggles but when you constantly have struggles and setbacks and things that are beyond your control like um people would do horrible things to me which like I'm not speaking about just yet but things that would constantly happen and I was very like suicidal I was very depressed like all these setbacks like I was in abusive relationships just so you get an idea of like just what kind of toxicity environments I was in and until it was kind of like what what, what like, I literally give up like I do' not want to be here anymore but then the more I started speaking out, I understood other people. And generally, you like kind of you heal with other people, and then you resonate with them. And I kind of felt like this, like we're all connected. And then that's how it then went off into this tangent of like, what oh, everything's connected. And then I just kind of then just really understood everything. Just started making sense. And then I kind of felt like, and that's when I was I- like, it was weird. It was really really weird. Yeah.
0: So, because you spoke about the point where you realized that you were connected, what 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 actually was that? Like, what actually made you go, "Oh, this thing happened. This means,
2: yeah, it's, we're it's all hard. connected."
0: What what would you put that on? Um,
2: if you remember, yeah, let me have a
1: think. It's actually really hard to think. You know, it's weird. I always felt like. Oh, do you know what it was? It was, I was I was homeless, right? And- Wow. Uh, yeah, and I was in the hostel and I had my phone. And I think, um, I can't, there was some, I can't remember what it was, but I was watching. So I think it was, do you remember the, I can't remember the little boy's name, but remember it in Syria, and it was the little boy and he sat up in an ambulance and um, he's just sat up and he's just covered in just all the dust from the ash, from the bombs and stuff. I think so. um, I remember watching that, and then it was really weird. Then for me, it was just like I, after that night, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then I had just just this really vivid dream. You know when it feels like you were there, and then it was just like mm-hmm. it felt real. Like I was, I was literally physically there, and I just felt it was happening. It was, it was just so crazy. And then like when certain events like that happen, like even with like the Black Lives Matter movement thing, like in America, George Floyd. When certain things happen, I feel like in that moment I can really connect, like it's crazy. And then, and it was just, it was just mad. And then for me, it was just kind of like, no, like we we're all here, but for what reason? It kind of I take it when I say this because I sound like I kind can of like proper in conspiracies and stuff. But <laughs> it's been kind of like, why are we here? And then it was just I dig deeper, and it's like this whole power and control, and then just as humans, and I believe like genuinely that like love conquers all, like. But it's, it's just crazy with these things. Um, I've got family, this is really long. I'm sorry, I keep talking. I've no, got, it's
0: fine.
1: Just um, like with mental health and how this also mm. connects. To, I have a family member who is very unwell, like has psychosis, like schizophrenia, psychosis, mm. who isn't really present with us in their mind. Sometimes yeah. well, when they'd say things, they're like, it kind of makes sense. Like, you know, sometimes when they, like that weird, like religious spiritual thing, and then you're like, that connects, like that's weird kind
0: of thing. I have definitely had that moment with somebody that you think, or everyone classically thinks is, usually they're socially ostracized as well, right? But they say a line or they say something and you go, you know what, there's some truth in that. Yeah, and then that's why it then made me start to
1: think like internally, like you're you're conscious of yourself and your soul and your presence. And, you know, everyone has different beliefs, like whether it's reincarnation or things like that. But like for me Mm. with my personal belief, like we just, like our souls here, we're just having a human experience. And I really do believe that. Um, So then the more I started just connecting to myself, it was just weird how like the world just started responding to me different. Like, it was like, I literally woke up after the next day. I was like in a bad place. I had that really vivid dream.
2: Yeah.
1: And just saw the world different and it was kind of like, okay, like this is how things can change now. And it sometimes goes into the whole like your thoughts become things in your mindset and your mentality. Cause like, mm. yeah, it was, it was really, really crazy. But then from that moment, it was when you, I think when you hit rock bottom, it's kind of like, you literally have this spiritual awakening and then you're yeah. like, oh God, like people think it's this really joyful crystals, meditation, Zen. It's like, Mm-mm. no, I, I, do not want to be here right now. I haven't bathed in about five days. I haven't eaten. Like, I'm it. I'm literally on the brink of, like, insanity. But you just have yeah. this, like, epiphany moment. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, I'm really, I, I need to get through this. Because for me, my driving force is just, I, I have to help the world. Like, that, I feel like that was my promise to God, like, when I was just that rock bottom. Because at that time, I was like, oh, my God. I really don't want to be here. I don't want to be alive. Like, that's how crazy, yeah. like, it was but then my promise to god was like if i if i wake up tomorrow i'm going to change my life and i'm going to get to the top just so i can help other people because that to me personally is the meaning of life so yeah um, to help those that need it you know
0: yeah you hear a lot of people who have um achieved like a huge level of success quote unquote success right they've achieved a huge level of success but they tend to say that they get the most joy after reaching that level for themselves, almost they they almost realize that it's not actually as important as it is unless they're helping people now they're in that position. Like that's where they get the most value from. So I feel like in terms of meaning of life, it makes sense, but you know, obviously system isn't quite set up to do that, especially in the Western world. Um, But you know what I think can really help people in this conversation now I think it would be really good to hear about what you did day to day because hearing you say that you were homeless and you're in this really chaotic situation um which you know a lot of people can unfortunately fall prey to because life is mad mad things can happen all at once and suddenly your life goes from one thing to a complete different things so that it can it can really hit people when they're least expecting at these moments how did you build yourself back up on a day-to-day level because obviously in the macro you can hear these stories like okay I went from this situation to that situation but obviously from day to day things aren't really changing that much so oh, how day to day were you was, um, navigating that a... um thank
1: you for that question every day was a fight and, it, and it's like and it's a shame that when you're going through things, people don't actually share the story until like they've gone through it. Cause I think we're very embarrassed to admit sometimes that we're like struggling. But yeah. for me, just yeah, you have to force yourself out of bed every day. Cause my problem was that like, I was just staying in bed and like, I would not leave this room. And the mattress was horrible. It was a mm. plastic mattress. It was this thing. Um
0: Jesus but, Christ.
1: <laughs> like, you, you have to force, like, and it's just though you have to also be kinder to yourself. Cause for me. I was so harsh on myself. It was like, oh, you're a failure, you're this, you're that, like so many things. And you have to just kind of get over this mind barrier with how you are talking to yourself and how you're responding to things. So every day, it would just kind of literally like a mantra, like I do love myself and I deserve better and I'm going to get better. So it would be kind of like, you have to just get up and go for a walk because at that time, like my anxiety was so bad, like I couldn't leave the room. And that's why everything just had this on effect because if I even stepped outside the door, I have, just like when you have hyperventilating panic attacks, like that's what it was because I was just so ashamed just about being in the situation that I was in. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want anyone to see me. And then Mm. even just like the food aspect, like I didn't want to eat because I didn't think that I deserved food, like all these crazy things. Then Going back to like the mindset thing, it was like being kind to myself. Like if I want to be alive, like then I need to eat. Even if I'm not hungry, eat to fuel your body to keep yourself going. So it's just reminding yourself like just, do this Mm. for you like your future self will thank you for it and that's just what it was each day and then like just even if you just set a goal a day like I personally didn't but I would set a goal and it'd be like okay like my goal is to get a job so then each day like I would do action something like create a solution to get it so then even if it was just going on indeed and bringing up like 10 calls a day because it's so destroying when they're saying no 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 because then you're like okay that's too much negativity so Mm. set yourself self small tasks and then by the time I got into a routine where I was more happy the walks were getting longer um and then it was kind of like mm-hmm. the, I was therapy and my vibration and the phone sort of like oh hi I've got any jobs and then I think after about like two weeks um of just doing that in a routine I just was like someone actually was like oh can you come today like for uh just just to come in to introduce yourself so I remember I was like um okay so then
0: yeah
1: <laughs> well this story is really important actually so I go I get the job and it was just like being a receptionist for a restaurant and mm. I look now like four years later that's the, it's now the restaurant that i film filming you know for grilling so wow
2: it's, you know, every,
1: yeah so everything does happen for a reason like I was so depressed and you know like the company I've stayed with them for four years um working and like I, I got promoted into PR so like Um, So starting off on the phones, then doing their PR work and helping run the venue when they opened a new branch. And then, because I've built such a good relationship with them, like, and it's now, okay, it's now created another opportunity for like the show that I filmed. So just when you're in a dark place in that present moment, just just literally keep going, you don't know how, and then going back to everything connects, like the dots connect, like honestly, they really (laughs) do connect when you start looking back.
0: Yeah, that's a real full circle moment
1: it really is we're ever grateful for like the venue used to be called Povaz at the time but it's now Figo so I'm so grateful for like everyone at Figo restaurant
0: yeah Mm. wow there's a lot to to take from that
1: yeah I I don't know it was only until you were saying that I asked me that question I was like oh my god like
2: for real
0: (laughs) yeah that's huge because as someone who hasn't been through those things and I guess it sometimes is the case when you haven't been through something it can sound uh, it almost sounds impossible like I hear that and think fuck how how do you get out of that yeah so I, I feel like a lot of people can take from that yeah just those little things that you mentioned like those little things that you did every day just to build a routine to get back.
1: Yeah, you have
0: to. towards something that you wanted to happen
1: yeah do, and I, no, but do you know what, it's funny because back then i didn't even ever think about doing a show like it, it's just crazy now when you look back you're like that that's crazy just the goal at the time was just to work get a job be happy i wasn't even yeah. i want to do content but not in the way of doing it as like a show or like a host to a show but mm. it's just the direction life takes you um,
0: yeah man the journey the journey it's a beautiful one <laughs> um on that, actually, uh, because you know, looking at the the content you you do, there's a lot of, or oh, I sense a lot of emotional output. Um, essentially, just bearing your soul. Even even on this podcast, really, you've bared a lot of your soul, and I appreciate that because I think um, it's good content and it helps people. Like it actually helps people because someone in that situation could hear yeah. that and it changes their life might be small but it's just the little like switch can turn on that gives them the glimmer of hope that then leads to something big so um how do you manage it yourself when you're making content in that space where you're going to um exert a lot of emotional energy um is it always comfortable or do you have to do you have to um what's the word I'm looking for like do you have to, um, I don't know, dish it out in in bits Absolutely. and, and
1: think,
0: reserve I think, it?
1: I think sometimes it really does depend on the energy and who you're having the conversations with or where you are, like the environment. Like everything is so different. Um, but for me, I always believe like there's so much power and vulnerability because, like, I've been to like the darkest place, you know, like to the depths of everything. So I'm not phased mm. by people really like listening to this and being like oh my god you were this or using it against me because i feel like the moment you own something that you weren't like that you was not proud of or something you've come through like no one can hold that against you so that's what for me like yeah. personally like my true power so i'm not bothered but in regards to like protecting my energy it's important so like there's certain conversations that i can't have because i'll find them triggering like if this was, you know, for example, if you're like a platform, and I'm not throwing but you know, like a platform like BatChat. Um, right. I probably wouldn't have to do something like that because I would find it very triggering because going back to like my personal, like, you know, like ethos kind of thing would be, you know, it's to listen to understand and not listen to argue. So something like that would just have me feeling vulnerable in a negative way that it's like, oh my God, I'm just now hella triggered. I can't do this. But yeah. things like like podcasts like this one and just people where you can see like that see that just wanna hear and want to listen and understand, you feel like it's a safe space. So I'm not saying to everyone just go out and be like, this is my story, especially if you haven't healed because you'll be very triggered if people don't respond to it in the way you want. Mm. So it's make sure that you're sharing your story with without the expectation of validation, because if you have that, you're doing it for the wrong reasons whereas now I feel I'm in such a good place that I'll just say it because I've gone through it and I'm in a much better space so hopefully it could help someone else so it's not like I need someone to be like oh poor you shine I can't believe it like it's fine like it doesn't even affect my life that's why I can just say it just like that yeah
0: yeah I mean they do say that talking about things has a power in it that allows you to release just well. release the emotions that holding it in.
1: Yeah, don't, don't make awesome. it like harvest, and it just harbors up and then you just like, you just got to like, tie, tie in as well, just just be ready to just do things, not do things yeah. like just stay, only when you're ready, I think with that. So just as well protect your energy, make sure the people that you're sharing parts with are people that you don't mind sharing them with and stuff like that. Because also not everyone deserves to know you. I know I'm sat there and I'm preaching it for everyone to see, but <laughs> It's kind of like, I still, there's still so much that I haven't shared. So for me, that's just a small insight. And I feel like that, that's not even, for me, that's not even the biggest thing that's affected my life that I've shared today, you know? And that's Mm. why it's like, it's, everything just adds up, but it's also the importance of just protecting your energy. Like not everyone knows like the real me and no one's ever going to know the real me. And so Mm. that's why accepting the fact that no matter what you say or share or do, People always have like their perspective or their perception of you. So I can't change your mind. So that's fine. I can only just say what's on my mind and how I feel and how you want to respond to it, that's
2: on you.
0: Yeah. Cause yeah, everyone has their filters at the end of the day and yeah. will see oh, what yeah. they want to see. Yeah. yeah exactly. How, how do you deal with it? Well, or I don't know if this has even happened, but um, like for me, I haven't had any negative backlash on anything i said because i'm not at that level where there's enough attention and all the all all the time i think fuck, if someone comments something negative now how's that gonna affect me what's that gonna do to me am i gonna react well am i gonna do this i, I don't know yet i i haven't I haven't had to come against that. i think i've had like one or two dislikes on a few of the things i posted i'm like eh, well they don't like it they don't like it but a comment where they're trying to go in on my character I haven't had to face. But for you, I think specifically around, um, because we can get into, I guess, some of the stuff that comes from like the grilling, but for the conscious conversations that you're having and in this realm, have you ever had any negativity and how have you dealt with it?
1: No, Jo, well, I think sometimes it's with the content I'm talking about. It's about being mindful because some people were still very sensitive. So I used to do I used to have a stream show um yeah. a streaming app. So that's where I used to do conscious conversations like every week without found. And one of the topics we were talking about parenthood and is it okay to just, like hit your children. And in yeah. the conversation there was still someone was still very like healing and very triggered. So they just hated the whole conversation. So very much we're live and we're talking this yeah. person growing hell of stuff because i because i said something along the lines of like you no well, when you come from like a caribbean background like parents aren't afraid to like beat you you know like it's, it's right. standard <laughs> and so then they put the question to me what like do you think it's necessary and then i i just said like not the i don't think obviously abusing children is wrong completely but yeah. at the same time it's like you have to there is a light there is a line and sometimes kids will cross it and Sometimes you need to not that you need to make your kid fear you, but kids need to fear something. Like they need to fear you or God, and it's important that there's a boundary that's not crossed. Because if not, I don't know if you've seen like nanny nine one one, like how the kids will hit their parents and abuse and do all this. And it's like, whoa,
0: man, that's what. <laughs> for, from a Nigerian household, the thought of even
2: yeah, even even
0: even blocking my mum's slaps was to her she was like are you trying to kill me (laughs) (laughs) so now you're going to kill me in my house now (laughs) that's the that's the response but sorry go Uh, on
1: but with that it's kind of like that's when i realized okay some of the topics we just have to make sure like the, the the trigger warnings are there because no one's ever really attacked my character i think if anything i get trolls no some no actually going back to the assumptions so going back to everything so because sometimes I'll be like looking nice I have like my hair done makeup whatever wear mm. a nice outfit people will come on my page and then they'll think what is she doing like they, they it's like the assumption they make and then it goes with the whole oh you're trying to be a part of the woke crowd now just, just like that silliness and for me it's kind of yeah. like I've never claimed to be like, oh my god, I'm so conscious. I just claim like let's just have a conversation. Like I'm not claiming to be really broken with really spiritual. I'm just saying like I'm aware, like I'm here and yeah. I'm listening. And that's just more as well. I find people what like trolls trolls go in super hard, by the way. Um, so uh what I've learned is I they don't ever affect me. I think at one point I was I wasn't getting trolled, but obviously on the YouTube from the show, grinning. Yeah. I was getting trolled quite a lot, but one I learned I don't ever I've never taken it personally. I didn't realize how bad I was getting trolled until like um Harry rang me and was like, "Shane, I'm just calling to see you're okay." I was like, "Yeah, why?" And he was like, "Oh, oh. The comments are really bad." And I think that's when like the, they were just misogynistic comments, so I didn't expect anything different because I know yeah. that men have their feelings when you're asking them about their penis size and how much money they earn. So I yeah. it was kind of I was expecting it, but um I think. What, what I always learn anyway, like, it's not that deep. Like, if someone has the energy and the time to be negative, like, go online and be negative about someone they don't know, like, that's an issue that they're just projecting their own insecurity, their own problem, or their own unhappiness. Because, for me, I know that I'm happy and I'm feeling good. Like, I don't feel the need to go onto your page, say something nasty about your character, who I know nothing about, and really go for it. And that's why I just think... They're the people that need the most kindness. So I just sometimes will respond and just put love and light. I just literally, like I said, love and I never don't even give them time, but sometimes people just troll you because they want a reaction from you. So when you do it yeah. a it's fine. Like I know some blog pages repost my videos, and I think once I respond to the video, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. even my video. It was like someone else, a man just saying about, you know, men just focus on you, do this, do that. And I commented saying like, yeah, that like this is a really good mindset mentality. Obviously, like I'm commenting as just me, not the show host. So then someone's tried to like clap back and attack me and be like, ah oh, says the girl who has a show that asked people this. That, and then in my head, I was like, people like that's what I realized. Some people are just really stupid, uneducated and think that everything is real in the sense that People come online and they forget there's still real people behind the screens yeah. and stuff. Don't even take anything serious as long as it goes back into how you value yourself. As long as you know who you are and you know mm-hmm. what you do with your life and the value you bring to the people in the life around you, it doesn't really matter what, like, you know, John 55 when a fake account <laughs> with no followers has to say about you. Like, it really doesn't affect my life. <laughs>
0: Or use a
2: 178971.
1: I'm still going to frequent that. You're not because you're up trolling. So, if anything, you just pray for them and just wish them love and light
0: and healing. Yeah. When you deep it and really, really take in that people, like you said, are using their valuable, limited, limited time, limited, like, um, it's, it's mad that you would use it to spend so much time to go at someone and you know what's funny I've noticed this as well people will people will sometimes people who are big prominent however you want to phrase it will comment on something someone comments saying something outrageous the person comes back and they're like oh no I was just joking I'm a big fan or, and I'm just like so why What what's going on is this is this is what you're doing to get attention like going at them like I, <laughs> I understand that it will get their attention but the framing is mad the framing <laughs> is mad the
1: world, for me I'm just like uh you okay <laughs> and yeah. it's like what well, i the like for me it's popular I'll get like men that will say something in the comments and then they'll DM me I didn't mean that by the way and then I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm definitely,
2: uh, like
1: I, I really do try and reply to as many DMs as I can. But it makes, but also with it, I think the danger with social media, people think they've got an entitlement to the access they have to you. So I get a lot of people that try and like, um, manipulate me to get response. They'll do a, bet you think you're too nice to respond to me now or oh, you think you're too big to respond. So in order for me to be like, no, I'm not. And I just think, I'd not drive you just say, hey, how are you? Or just ask something different. Because remember, like in a woman's DMs, there's a thousand other men saying, hey, how are you? I'd like to date you. So if you come with something different, like send me a meme. If, I promise you, if you send me a meme in my DM, you're most likely to get 100% success rate if I'm available to be on my phone. Uh, I will.
0: Mandem you, mandem, you heard it here first, you know. <laughs> meme game has got to be on point. Exactly. <laughs> um, actually, on, on social media, uh, I watched one of the... Um, conversations you had um about it I forgot the name of the person you're on you've you're on a few videos with her uh on your channel shout out to her I forgot shout her name Maya. Maya. Maya yeah I think it's Maya yeah I think it's Maya yeah you you hey, two have a really good yeah you two have a really yeah, good dynamic she's the best She
1: really um
0: is. and one of the things you were speaking about was how it's hard not to get wrapped up in the numbers. Because even though you know it's not real, and even though you know you shouldn't compare yourself to others, it matters because you wanna make money and um, yeah, you know, sure. make a living through it. Um, and obviously, I'm guessing at the time that you recorded that video, you know, the the grilling show hadn't hadn't popped in the se- in, in the oh. in the way it has now. So I wanted to ask you, how do you feel? your relationship with social media is now, especially off the back of the popularity of the show. And obviously what comes with that is more attention, new opportunities, et cetera. So what's your relationship now with social media, having had like a a moment where it's, there's a lot more attention has come to you basically.
1: It's good, but I think now it's harder because for me now, like I operate more, strategic as a business level as in what like what i'm posting don't go wrong i always post what i want to post but before i used to just actually no i am guilty i'll do it sometimes like oh before the instagram account got big i'll probably get in drunk from my night out and just like go live just to like be this is what i've done tonight guys just tell them pointless yeah. information But now I have to be more strategic. Like there could be potential brands that are watching and they don't want to listen to me talk about doing like 20 shots at the bar thinking I'm really cool. Like, because that's not cool to brands. So it's just now I feel I can't be as just more like me, me, if that makes sense, because I have to be realistic. Like this is, I I wanted to do social media for a business perspective to build myself as a brand. So I need to make sure that I... I'm just being more strategic with my things. Like I don't care about followers and likes anymore because I just believe I'm in a position now where it's just going to grow because I've got my uh, self involved in so many projects that no matter what, like it's not going to go down unless, you know, cancer culture wants to come for me for something, but yeah. it, it's only going to grow um, positively. So for now, if anything, it's, it's enabled me to put light onto things that i want to do like my conscious page i also have um another page called pure love projects where i go feed the homeless and um, we round mm. up like, volunteers and just do good but in but yes yeah, so i guess if anything it's, i don't feel the pressure whereas before i used to be like before i even had ten thousand followers because i feel like it sounds really silly but at the time just having the k next to your name people rate you different because like before, Smart. I even had 10k. I used to be like my friend, she was I was like, just need to get 10k followers, and then everything will be right because people will want to work with me. And my friend even said to me, she was like, Cheyenne, I'm so glad that you've finally got past 10,000 followers. And I was just like, finally. But yeah, <laughs> notice people start to. It's weird because I know obviously the show's more viral than like my social media is. So like, like the show gets like 700,000 views, 500,000 views. So yeah. I forget how out there my face is. My social media isn't because like it's still growing. I haven't even, I think i wrong, I've grown nicely on it. I'm on like 38,000, but it's in comparison to the show. So I forget, but because of the show, people are responding to me really different. Like people that know me, I've noticed that, they haven't like messaged me or spoken to me for years. Um, mm-hmm. Now I suddenly have this energy to like see if they still have access to me, and I'm one of those people. I've never been like, oh my uh, god, uh, like. But people will just say something, oh hey, Shana how are you? And just let's meet up soon. And in my head, I was like, and the reason why it, <laughs> I'm thinking about it because it's not bothered me, but it has in the sense that like two years ago, like when I was really like suicidal, I don't recall any of these people checking in on me, and that's why for me mm-hmm. I take it a little bit personal because. Like, if it was a genuine, like, hey, how are you? Why didn't I receive just a genuine, hey, how are you at the moment? I get it. Sometimes life happens and people need to see how other people respond to you before they want to fuck with you. so just
0: walked. It's fine. You, oh, you can say whatever the fuck you want. That's you know,
1: fine. Because usually I have a potty mouth and I'm trying to, like, <laughs> unfilter put swear words out of my mind so I can just do more, like, professional brands and stuff. So I was like, Ugh. Yeah. But yeah that's the only thing that I've noticed is just how even just with sharing the show and like um, my content people never really like fucked with me and yeah. they didn't like rate the show or anything and for the first few episodes especially people that knew me but until yeah people, people stopped me in the street for pictures and I think that's crazy and until people start seeing the way people respond to me it's now like now everyone's happy to share my video everyone's happy to say like my girl was doing this or (laughs) i wasn't wasn't your girl like six months ago when i was like but with saying that i understand it because and i just want to make this point because i know there's a lot of people that always ask me to repost their things and i feel like this is my personal issue that i have with certain things like listen if I, if I like your work, if I do things, I will happily post you. It's not an issue. But what I've, and this is a bit of my ego talking at the same time, because for me, like I've genuinely. Conscious been,
0: hypocrite, yeah.
1: That's what I'm saying. So yeah. because I've been genuinely building my platform for years and I've actually grafted, it's not like I've never actually used my looks to build my content in the sense that if I was just posting bikini pixel all day, I guarantee I would already build 100k by now. Like mm. genuinely. But because I've just always wanted to grow it authentically, like I've just gone like the hard route, and so when people want to just message me and say, "Oh, can you share this? Can you post that?" It's kind of like until I see consistency from you, I don't think it's fair that I should put because my my engagement is really good, but I get like millions. Like bear in mind, my insights. So I only have 50,000 followers, but my audience reach is in the millions, and um, that's why it's like I'm I'm a businesswoman at the same time, so I'm not just an idiot. So when people are saying post that, why why should I give you kind of that free promotion when I'm not seeing consistency? Because until I see that you're really trying and working hard, then it's, you know what, I'll give you that helping hand that you need. But I don't think anyone should have a come up with someone for the sake of just because they know you or they want something like it doesn't work yeah. like that work hard then you will reap the rewards. so that's where I'm at so anyone listening that thinks you can just slide in my dm because you know me and ask for this 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 it doesn't work like that I'm happy to promote your stuff but you just need to show a bit of consistency first so (laughs)
2: hey
0: you heard it here first friends of um, Cheyenne (laughs) if you want to dm make sure you're every week or every day or whatever the the regular intervals are you know what's interesting about go on oh,
1: sorry. i say joe what else is mad though Th- listen yeah. don't be that person don't ever come in my dms ask me to promote your stuff if i've not even seen you ever once promote mine now i might this is what i'm saying ego because it's like so you see what i'm popping and because usually we'll see because it will say so and so mentioned mentioned you in a story so at least when i see that i know that they're plugging the show but when you we have no conversation history and you want me to promote you no you've got to learn how to build relationships
0: with people on a business level if you want to do it like yeah yeah because then uh, I guess in that sense they're using your leverage for themselves without really offering anything to you yeah Yeah. but I guess in a weird way I guess it's human nature that there's going to be some people that just feel like oh yeah I vaguely had a conversation with her like four years ago she'll remember me like she'll remember me she'll help me out wrong where should she help me out
1: yeah but, for real and people take it personal but even with that it's like remember I am a nice person but at the same time like it's about being business-minded now with certain things so yeah don't take it yeah an idiot.
0: yeah I think it also speaks to why it's important and I, I don't know if you do have this or not but um uh like the, some of the conversations I have with my friends who are all um, very ambitious and aspiring to do great things in the world in various different arenas. I think the one thing that we've spoken about quite a lot is understanding that if you do get to a level where you are deemed as popping, it's important to know who that core the core people are before that happens, because if you get to that point and start trying to put everyone in that bracket, it can be detrimental because obviously with these things, there's ups and downs. Like, you know, you might be on a massive up and then for whatever reason, might even be because you've chosen to step back and then, you know, you have to slowly build up again and then you feel like you have these people in your corner and then they just like disappear. It's important to know who those core people are so that, you know, no one can just come out of nowhere and go, yo, I need this. I need this. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly, I think as well. Just that reminder, like, just no expectations with anything from anyone, because I think that's another problem. People just massive,
0: massive, massive. You know what? I'm gonna say it now. I actually don't expect any of my friends, family, anybody I know, to listen to my podcast or support me in anything. I just don't because I understand where it's like to be on the other side, and you know if you're trying to do something yourself you can't take in everyone else's stuff feasibly like you would have to do it in bits and pieces and then the other thing is it's they might just not be the people that are into the content you make but they could still love you and appreciate you and everything but just what you're doing isn't just their thing do you know what I mean so I think that's important to know um, I wanted to touch on something, actually, with the social media, like your, your view on social media um, quickly, because you mentioned it a couple of times when you were talking about business and brands and um, uh, uh, displaying yourself in a certain way for them. How... Like, and, and <laughs> you had the story about you'd come back from a night out and say, oh, I had 20 shots and it was a banging out. Yeah. Blah, blah. They, they
1: dared me. Wait, they dared me to do a backflip. Like, my friend hogged me up and done a backflip, and that's what I was doing. And I was like, why did I do that? Oh, my <laughs>
0: God. You were doing backflips on Instagram? Do you still have video footage of that? Because you...
1: do, do not save this live. I will regret it in <laughs> the morning. <laughs> um,
0: what I wanted to say, though, is that I feel like in that happening, that you then reduce your own level of authenticity. So how do you feel about that? Because in my own personal opinion, I feel like authenticity is quite a, it's, it's, it, it, I think long-term, it's, a, it's one of the um, core elements for someone to be successful long-term, or at least yeah. happy, fulfilled. The internal feelings, yeah. come from feeling that you're being more authentic. So how do you feel if you have to uh, suppress parts of yourself on social because of the business upside? Do you feel like it's being less authentic or?
1: Um, no because I don't, to be fair like I don't really like suppress myself but I think it's because I've come to realise as well like social media is not real life because I think people get so caught up in it and I, I used to because I used to go live like all the time. Like, honestly, ask, ask my followers. All yeah. I used to do is go live. And that's when I realized, Shine, like, you need to actually go out and like get a man or something because it was embarrassing. <laughs> like, I treat Instagram like it's my relationship. I will come live just just to talk about nothing because I have no one to talk to. And mm. for me, I do like it though because the relationship that I do actually have with my followers, um like my people that actually support my stuff, it's genuine and it's real. Like, I talk to them on like first name basis and stuff and it's we have conversations so it's not I don't feel like I'm ever having to like minimize myself it's just I have to just be mindful like okay if um I'm talking about something like I might not talk about whereas before I might just say talk about a sex story but now it's being mindful because I might actually have like younger kids on the platform and stuff so it's just now being more aware more Mm. mindful like I'll still be me, like I'll still I have a really awful humor, so I'll still do all my jokes, I'll still do everything. But it's also making sure that I'm keeping something for myself because where there was a point where I was giving so much of myself to social media, like Mm. I wouldn't say it was validation, but it was because I built this relationship where I was always on social media that I'd realized like I'm spending my Friday night on social media when I should just shut up and just sit down and put a film on, like, do you like little things it yeah. would take away from my time? Because I, I love engaging with everyone as much as possible, because the way I see it, like, without my followers, I wouldn't be where I am. So I feel like indebted to mm-hmm. kind of give my time that people give to me for my show and my content. But sometimes I get unbalanced because I'll give more time to my socials and stuff like that. So It's just about having that boundary. So that's why. Yeah. I, yeah
0: yeah if that no, makes that, sense
2: that,
0: yeah no that 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 um that does make sense you kind of had to draw a line to be like okay I need to actually live my life you
1: live in the as real world.
0: world
1: you get caught up like yeah. yeah and as well just with it because I think there's this massive like influencer war with people in general because people hate at first I don't like the word influencer um but <laughs> like yeah. people really hate influencers for just getting paid to just like wear clothes and promote stuff and I think it's just an internal jealousy thing if I'm honest no one come at me No one 100%, at me. 100%
0: 100 <laughs> in it? Hon- honestly um, like working in sorry working in the industry from a from an agency perspective so like talk to be honest reaching out to people like yourself or other influencers sorry to work with on like brand campaigns and stuff like that. And sometimes I see the fees and I'm like, right, should I just quit my job and just go full throttle? Because the numbers I'm seeing are mad. Like some of the numbers I'm seeing for campaigns, I'm like, boy, I could pay my rent off for six months if I did this brand deal. And I can see why that can make a lot of people jealous. But I think the other part of that is you don't see the work. People don't see the work. People don't see when you're trying to record a video and the battery dies halfway through, and then you have to like
1: and your environment. Sometimes it's yeah. like when when you're not feeling good or whatever, like you have to like get yourself up active in a good mental state. All these things, it's not just our oh, putting on clothes. Like those days when you're fighting an internal battle, you don't want to do this or you don't want to do this, mm. whatever it is. And it's like people need to understand that. Like it's a long process and it's a long journey it's not just wake up take a selfie and oh my god i'm rich But yeah. people
0: forget that yeah they they do they definitely do although partly we 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 do put ourselves in that arena right um because of all the work we do um we're aspiring for people to watch it and enjoy it and with oh. that you know they I guess you do have to be ready for some people to to question it um even though we do in a way want our work to be validated um I know like JK Rowling was speaking about like because I because I want to come into how things have potentially changed for you as you've become more recognized and I know like JK Rowling for example she was uh learning about her story she was talking about how She just wasn't ready she wasn't ready to be as big as she was like she was writing a book she wanted to make a living and then it popped to a mad level and then she was like yo what like i think there's a story where she's driving to a book signing and basically she's driving through the streets and the 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 streets are packed with people like going somewhere looking like they're going to a football game or an an american football game and she asked the driver oh well, what's happening today? Like, where are all these people going? And the driver's like, oh, they've, they're coming to see you. And she's like, yo, this is bad.
1: Oh, my God. I love yeah.
0: that.
1: But
2: uh, yeah.
0: Um, but she said it gave her a lot of anxiety. And I know um, Dave, uh, he has a, I can't remember which track, on his Psychodrama album where he was like, I used to dream of this shit when I was hopping on train. So, so bad always wanted the fame. Um, and sometimes the extra attention it brings isn't what you expected. So, what's the experience been like for you that you've had something that's been validated, which yeah. is in, in 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 part ways the goal of making the content right. So you've got the you've got some level of validation. What's the experience been like now that you've had that, and how do you mentally deal with? Now having a track record to potentially like, oh, okay, the next thing I need to do needs to bang the same way. Otherwise, yeah. am I really that? Am I really that gal? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Those those kind of yeah. pressures.
1: I think it's different because do you know what I am. Um, I think the hardest part, like when it's the conscious stuff, people are like, oh, I love it. Keep doing this. Keep it up. Like conscious stuff, there's never really a problem, and it's out in public. Um, mm. it's more likely youth, like brilliant like because um it's usually if I'm out on an evening or somewhere with drunk men I don't know I get noticed in the daytime but I feel the response I get from drunk men it's quite unfair because mm. like they personally like I'll tell you about this unpleasant experience that I had um I was out and this guy is just coming up to me um, I actually spoke about once more, and he's just like being really intrusive and he's like trying to like grab me by the neck and it was like people think they have this right to just like touch you and I was just like, whoa. And he's like, yo, like, grill me, grill me, grill me. And I was like, um, it's a show. And he's like, I want to come on the show? And then where he's just drunk and he's got, he's so unaware. And even his friend is like, bro, like get off her neck, like leave her alone. And you know, he's, mm. and then he's like, and because he's drunk and just as yeah. a woman to protect myself, cause this man's massive. So I'm just trying to be fine. But really in my head, I just want to tell you to F off and like <laughs> for my safety, I'm just being really calm. And then he's like Mm. really good. And he's just like trying to breathe all up in my face. And this is COVID time still. And um, he's like breathing all up in me, trying to be all sexy and like whisper some mad stuff in my ear. And I was like, just, I I was speechless. Uh, And then-
0: Yeah.
1: He bit my cheek. Like he fully bit- Oh
0: shit. Oh
1: shit. Yeah, he was trying to like pretend to seduce and nibble you, but because he's drunk, it's like hurting and it's not cool. And I was like, Bro, like, and it no, what was bad, like, there was hella men around and not one person, and I'm literally saying, like, look, I'm, I'm dating oh, someone, like, please don't do this, learn, like, and if, like, I'm happy to talk about the show, but I'm, just, I'm out right now, I don't want to talk about it. Like, when I'm out, I just want yeah. to talk about And then it's just, mm. it just gets a bit annoying, because then a have from him, finally got away, and then another man just come and grabs me, and then it was just kind of like, it's just, the boundaries where just people think they have this entitlement to touch you and it's like and I'm not even big yet and that's why I just think it's for me now overwhelming if I go out because I have anxiety as it is like
2: I've yeah
1: I, I do get attention when I go out anyway like before the show so it's not like oh my god it's something new but it's just mm-hmm. now because they watch the show they think like they'll call me they'll just go oh grilling girl grilling girl and in my head I'm like like first thing if you want to talk to <laughs> Address her correctly and just be a bit more polite. And so then for me, yeah. it's had a trigger because I don't like the way people just like are condescending in their approach, like be a gentleman. Yeah. And then, so that was just that kind of thing. And so when it comes to just going out now, I'm just a bit more mindful because mm. it's, I, I have to remember that like, people think because they watch the show that they know you. And that's yeah. where it's. Like, yeah, oh okay that kind of thing but in regards to like content and pressure I feel if anything is I feel like now I've got like the show as kind of leverage to who I am with like my ideas so I know that I could confidently like now because I'm trying to write and pitch other shows and stuff and I want to write my documentary so even (laughs) with things like this I've got this as leverage where I can be like, well, you know, like I actually started this with no plat, like me and stand out. We both had no followers. Like, I think I had like 7,000 followers. So I did have some, but it was just my conscious community. So I mm-hmm. had 7,000 followers stand out. only had like one. And the fact that we've both just been able to grow over the last six months has been good. And we're only going to keep growing. So the fact that I can use this and be like, well, look, you know, not, not really any budget. Like we really started from the bottom and, this is what we're able to now do so just can you trust in my vision and I hope that you know I've got a good track record now where people on a professional um perspective they're like do you know what well yeah like we'll do it so if anything it's not giving me pressure it's maybe a bit more like just content to like believe in my stuff because I always thought yeah that and I always doubted myself but now like no like in your source,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's it's proven itself, right? And that's such a sick story that you were able to combine forces with someone else that was also looking to build, and it it's kind of worked in tandem where you yeah. both exactly. um, both reaped off that. That's yeah. That's that's sick. Yeah.
1: And I think it's nicer because I I find as well with a lot of people that that like, I tried to collaborate with in the past. Um, mm. a lot of people would collaborate and they wouldn't then want to post me and then I'd like tag me then they'd like tag me the day after like so after it's gained all the attention but then tag me after and then I'm like well there was no point in this collaboration because everyone's seen it now they don't care um, so oh I found that's weird yeah 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 so that that happened a lot and right. I found just with that people it's once again going back to the previous conversation like people don't always wanna give you like that helping hand because they see it as they're doing you the favor, which I think for me now was, was the biggest lesson because there's not one person that can say like, oh, well you built your platform on the back of me because it's some it's a general thing that's just built over time, like organically, mm. which yeah. I think gives me the power now. So I can't have someone be like, oh, well, you know, when you get, I think especially as a woman, you get Mm. so many referred to as so-and-so's girlfriend or so-and-so's video girl or so like it's just as a woman you have to work twice as hard sometimes so yeah uh, the long way and yeah
0: yeah that actually comes on to my next question actually about being an attractive woman in the content creator industry and it can lead to a lot of things obviously a lot of very positive benefits sometimes people giving you a chance when otherwise they may have or it can lead to people projecting things onto you as well which is the other side so i had a i actually had a podcast with um one of your mates i believe yeah which was really good guys go check that out i'll put it in the info box on the top or somewhere else It's episode 22 she's sick she's sick um And like some of the things people are saying to her is she can't be attractive and funny at the same time that it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, Which I mean, yeah, obviously, as you know, as most of us should know really that humans are very multifaceted and the same person can like two things. It's not mutually exclusive. There's, there's a lot of combinations that would surprise you if you feel people should only be in one lane. Um, How do you, generally navigate that then like those those mm-hmm. those things happening to you how do you just like rise above it because I can imagine it gets frustrating
1: yeah so
0: yeah think, I'd love to hear
1: I think as well it just leads back now so people know that I'm i mean business because I think a lot of people um I think as well people a lot of men and I don't mean this with any disrespect actually, no disrespectfully yeah, I don't, right. I'm not even be respectful Um, a lot of men think women are stupid they also abuse and exploit their power so there's been plenty plenty which I'm not going to out right now but when my platform's big enough I do not feel no way about staying silent but there's a lot of men that have had big platforms big followings and even just like money to kind of just be like right let's do this project let's do that and when it comes down to meeting me they try and cross like a Personal boundaries, so like mm. they'll try and get to know me on a personal level, and I'm like, like they'll say, oh let's meet up," and then, okay, I'm happy to meet, so I'll suggest us go for a coffee. So then on the day, oh, so I'm a bit busy now. Can we do evening? We'll go for a drink, and I'm like, if this is a professional thing, like why am I going to meet you in a social environment? Like there's certain things mm. and I think about being smart because, you know, like it happens a lot, and then I. Maybe men might meet other men in a drinking environment, but they need to understand, like, we're women. The way the world just sees and re- responds and reacts to us is completely different. So it's a lot harder for us. And I don't, like, if I want to work with you and collaborate, I don't want to go for a drink with you. Like, I want to work with you. And a lot of men are surprised by it. And the moment they realise, like, oh, she's actually wanting to work, they the way their energy starts changing through, like, the messages. So a lot of the time mm. I'll just say, like, oh, I'll get, like, um I have I have someone that helps me like deal with the like bookings and like collaborations because it's a lot easier for someone to actually like this is this this is that because if I don't it's it's like an unofficial agent of mine it's like my friend like she helps do it all but it just makes it easier because I think if there's too much personal contact it, it then gets too personal, they then try and cross that boundary mm. and it just it's just exhausting for us as women because then the moment you put them in their place, their ego is a bit bruised. Now they've stopped answering your messages. And next thing you know, the project you wanted to do with them, they're doing with someone else. And you're just like, ah uh, when you hurt a man's ego, uh, I'm sorry, like they just move mad. But for every like bad guy that responds bad there's always like a really good guy that's very professional so I don't want anyone to listen and like any woman to fear that all men are like that because there's so many good men that are professional and just be like you know like for you you're just like right hey like here's the zoom link respond to this like you're like that's the best way to deal with it so if anything I think you need to give men pointers you should do like a <laughs> class or whatever. just as
2: just, just just a, just a
1: video to explain everything correctly and me I feel safer I feel respected and I feel like appreciated Mm. and I think you know like it's important that men do that and understand that so yeah yeah
0: um thank you for the compliment um (laughs) I actually think yeah the reason I ask is because I I have quite a lot of female friends and women in my life will tell me some of the things that get tried on them in situations where It's, you know, the context isn't right. And
1: um like yeah, I think- And then you're like, like, I think, I remember I was on a shoot once and obviously I was wearing something tight. And then like, they made a comment about like taking it off. And I was like, like, don't get me wrong. I I can have banter like all day long, but there's a difference Mm. sometimes. I will happily banter something all day long because then I'll sometimes banter back. If that's that kind of energy where we have that kind of funny personality, I'll have it with you. Um yeah. if I don't have that with you, don't even do it. Like, do not.
0: Yeah. I think mm-hmm. reading, reading signals is important because obviously sometimes yeah, you might true. work with someone and you're like, actually, you know, there's a there's something here, but to impose it is where it can get a bit sticky. Or sometimes if someone draws a line not respecting the line mm-hmm. when it's been drawn, I think that's that's the that's where. The, the yeah that's where you need to monitor for but um no I think as well just for p- potential like women listening that are worried about that thing have those things happening just to like be vigilant and like yeah. if you think it's moving in a mad direction should be confident enough to call it out because obviously you don't want to get
1: yeah it's labeled or
0: anything or it's I I, I understand like Even
1: women are so like, and this is the saddest thing that women are scared to speak up or call them out like there in the chat because they're scared it's going to block their opportunity. And I just look at it, it's so crazy because it, I find this industry so male dominated. So it's like, oh my God, like it's hard. But you know, ladies, don't be afraid to call someone out.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's your life at the end of the day.
1: Oh and then do you want to work with someone if they're like
0: that? Probably not. So it's not you're not really losing. Yeah man. Think think long term. Don't worry about this opportunity. There'll be another one that suits that comes that comes around. Um so we're getting towards the end of the pod. I had a couple questions that I still want to ask you. Um so the first one is um talking uh like talking about certain subjects. Um I guess kind of slightly related to to grilling, but I I think you've talked about this in other, like your other content as well. Um, You know, topics around like sex and dating and relationships. And I've seen a lot of comments for you about you being a raging feminist or you're the example of the modern woman. (laughs) Like that one, that one makes me laugh. Yeah, she's an example of the modern woman. This is how they all are, blah, blah, blah. This, this might be the episode where I get hate. So all the people in the comments, go, go, write your shit. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Because this ready. one I see and I laugh. I'm, I'm laughing. Because, you know, there's there's a lot of things going on. It's not just the, you know, there's there's a lot of things going on in the world that contribute to this current situation between men and women. And it's not just social media. There's a lot of other things. But obviously the things that people do say can be quite hurtful when they're attacking you in those ways. So how do you deal with criticism on that level where they're coming after your beliefs and 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 that kind of thing in, in, with those comments?
1: Um, I suppose, again, I literally just drop my ego. Like sometimes I want to respond, but then I just literally sit on it, just literally do a deep breath and just be like, is it worth my energy? No, because just going back to like everything that like I believe, you know negative people like people that troll they only have they have something they're just projecting so there's something internally wrong with them or going on in their lives that they feel the need to do that it's not necessary Mm. um I'm very secure with who I am as a person and who I have around me and who I love around me and what I do so someone telling me stuff on account it really isn't going to affect my life you know so just remembering like it's, it's social media it's not real life but yeah. I know sometimes people will probably come up to people in the street, you know. And then once again, it's rem- remembering people, no matter what you say or what you do in life, that's just their, ver- they've created a version of you in their mind already. So it doesn't really yeah. Like, let them think what they want. Like, that's that's a you problem. You don't like me, that's a you problem. I'm fine. Like, I'm still mm. going to sleep. Me, you know? Has that
0: ever affected you on a face to face or personal level where someone's hit you with those things?
1: No. Like, I, you know what it is? Because for me, like, growing up with sisters, when you fight in bitterly, uh, like, over situations, you just learn to get a thick skin because there's just... They're not always... People aren't always going to like you. And I think just accepting that you'll be at peace because I feel mm. like we're always chasing to... It's good to strive and be ambitious and want to be the best at things, but just learning to let your ego go and just be like, okay, like, not everyone's going to like me. And the moment you are actually... Mm fine with that nothing will affect you like there's nothing mm. anyone could personally say on here ever that's gonna upset me you know like nothing mm. so learning to just be confident with who you really are
0: wow I can sense fun. that's real you know I feel yeah. I, I feel that's real because yeah. it, like like a lot of people are even scared to really start doing anything because they're scared of that Happening to them. Oh, I don't yeah. want
2: to be don't the center of
0: attention. I don't want people coming from me making reaction videos and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, don't
2: mind
1: about it. And I just look and I think, let them like let like for me personally, like do all the reacting videos you want because you're making people click on my page. Like you're doing what you need to do. You're getting your views, and you're now you're getting me views. So if anything, thank you. But it's just even just with the whole all the reaction videos, they're doing what they've got to do. Oh god, my mind just literally went blank. Then I was just, what was I just saying? People. Oh my god, my mind just went blank. Oh
2: so god. I was saying
0: that. Um... God, my my mind's gone blank as yes, well.
1: Uh... <laughs> yeah, but I just think even just with yeah. it, it's just even not even about being like a content creator online. Just being sure with who you are as a person. Like, stop seeking validation online like because you know before I used to just really look at videos and just be like oh my god like I really want to get like my personal page doesn't even get views like I've not even been consistent on that but um on my youtube I used to be so mm. bothered about oh god this video didn't do as well but just it's, don't even worry about it because like something you'll get one video or something that goes viral then people start doing the research and looking at you and that's what mm. I know when people do like reaction videos to me and stuff, people will then troll me. And then because I give people the time of day, like through kindness, like I don't respond to trolls when they're being nasty, but because I'm like, hey, how are you? And just being genuine. And a lot of the time I get people that go, oh my God, I didn't expect you to respond. But then when I do, they then get like a newfound level of respect because it reminds them that I'm a normal person. Uh, um. behind me. And also they then start doing their research on me. And like I've filmed things with BBC Free, like I've done, I've done quite a few things, and I do a lot of conscious things, and obviously like the homeless stuff that I do. So then when people do mm. find like a bit more information on who I am as a person, a lot of the trolls actually come back and apologise. So that's why it makes me laugh because they've gone from trolling wow. to then saying I actually owe you an apology. Like you, you seem like a really nice person and didn't learn. That's mm. why I just think going back to believe in who you are as a person what you stand for. And if that really is your character, like the light always comes out in the end. So that's fine be nasty, do all you want. Cause when you start to realize who I am as a person, you realize like I am the real deal when it comes to, you know, giving compassion, giving love and not just being on content for the sake of my ego. Like it's for a greater purpose for other people. So yeah, mm. just.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, that's real impact there, I think. I know there's there's a few people that I watch regularly. Like, there's a guy called Gary Vee, if you know. Yeah, I is.
2: love Gary Vee, yeah.
0: Okay, yes, my peoples, that's it. Yeah, Gary Vee's hard. And he, I used to really dislike him. Or I, I don't know, I just felt really... I didn't like him. I just thought, who's this guy chatting? And then <laughs> I think I watched a video and I thought, oh... This is actually quite interesting, and then, like you were mentioning, started watching other videos, doing the research, and realizing, oh no, I had a wrong impression of this person. So,
1: yeah, that's that's... the the power of like you know just an assumption you can make. Because I was the same with Gary. Because I think I saw one video, and it was just in my head. I was like, who is he to be condescending to this matter? Because I'm very protective on that. If I see someone that's like, like for me, if I was watching, to be fair, if I was watching Grilling. And I think there's one video where I'm really having a go at Mike's. If, I, if that wasn't yeah. me, like, who does she think she is? I probably would be in the, like, how how does she think she's so nice? She's like, I probably would have been that person. She needs to humble herself. But then I would troll in a nice way where it's like this, I would always do that the little wisdom thing. How would you like it if someone spoke to your son like that? Like I'd always do a comment like that. Yeah. <laughs> so when it was oh. going be, I
2: mean,
1: who does he think he is? Talk to people like that. But then I also watch the yeah. way people on in the comments, and I was like, "Oh, people really like him." Then done my research and yeah. was like, "Oh no,
2: I'm never Like,
1: and it and it just goes to show things do a full circle. When you're authentic, life will do a free circle on everyone. Everyone that wants to troll you, everyone wants to hate on you because when you are who you are and living in your truth, no one can mm. really come. You know, just yeah, yourself there. Like, I'm good. I got me. It's fine. Mm
0: most definitely most definitely i learned something else about you as well that you're a you're a skilled troll you won't go yeah. direct the sly one yeah
1: for me it's like because the reason why i, I listen i don't i replied especially on officially urban right um so shout out to officially urban's page, oh, I
2: really yeah, love yeah. The
1: page. it's like my favorite page and i will comment on stuff and then I feel when I disagree with something, I always try and disagree in a way where I'm still just putting my perspective, but there's not complete judgment on yours, but this is mine because it, everything links. It's like, you can that's your opinion. That is your reality. Mm. So that's your opinion, But I think this, and then, so then I'll, I'll spark a conversation with other people. Then you get other people at me and I'm like, whoa, it's too much. I just want to yeah. say, <laughs> I've also learned, don't always give you two pence, Shine, because sometimes it's, It's not worth it. Sometimes I just want to comment my opinion, leave it as that, but then I find, especially from the success of the show, people just want to respond to me and argue for no reason. Like, um, Officially Urban actually posted a picture of me and what I had to say in the comment section. And I was not, like, it was a nice comment. It was just saying, like, we are healing. Like, I think the post was about men saying women are damaged or whatever. So, I just yeah. was like, I think, so I just was like, yeah, we're all healing. Didn't so, like, a really nice comment. And then someone's gone, you're exactly, you look an idiot, you've proved his point, or whatever, like, trying to argue. And I was like, why? Are you? I'm a, like, sometimes I'm, I'm bloody agreeing, like, or I'm, I'm, I'm saying this. So, like, people just want to argue for the sake of getting a reaction from you. And then after, yeah. I just was like, okay
0: yeah you you know what actually is funny because i've also noticed that some people want to do that trolling thing just just to get a buzz off like i'll notice sometimes y'all watch a video and people are all trying to outdo each other on the funniest thing to say to make fun of and i'm like this isn't even about the content anymore this is just about who's trying to who's basically dick swinging for who's the funniest oh i can make the funniest comment well how can do, 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 do this this is like that and then someone else below is like trying to say the same thing but in a, yeah it's a fucking mad world i guess that's the summary it's a fucking mad world um mm. so um i guess my last question for you um mm. before we get to to wrapping up is um how do you um generally manage your mental health now especially like with social media with the work you're doing freelancing and especially from where you've come from as well like how now do you manage your social media uh sorry manage your mental health when taking into account this is now your career how is it different what what have you changed your routines to manage like what what things are you doing yeah well
1: I'm still in the process of changing my routine because it's not as easy as just like I'll change it and I'm gotta wake up and do it because for me once again like procrastination takes control of my life a lot of the time and mm. i found when like at the moment i just last few months i've been going through some stuff that is just more environmental about my situation which has like had an impact on me but it's just managed like it's just boundaries so i know like and structure so i know that i i used to check my phone before getting out of bed and it was a really bad habit of mine like it was a disgusting habit i would just be in bed and pick up my phone the moment i pick up my phone that's like 30 minutes gone wasted so the rule now is like i can't actually pick up my phone until i'm out of bed the bed is made and i've had breakfast it's something so little but it's it's a big thing because honestly the moment i pick up my phone and i'm in bed best believe i'm in bed for like an extra half an hour or just something and it's all what I've also tried to do now every time I pick up my phone if I go on it I'm only allowed to go on social media with a purpose so if I do because I used to just scroll for no reason so now I'll pick it up and if I do I have to at least reply to 10 people like just just show like little things because whether it's like comments to make sure like I'm up to date on replying to people in my comment section or doing this it just needs to be actually proactive and productive for me and my platform, not just to scroll on someone else's page and give my input and row with someone on a comment for no reason, like it has to be progressive because firstly as well, like I'm trying to take my career so I'm not too dependent on social media. I can wanna get my platform so I can just produce content because this this is the long-term goal for me is being, mm. being more of a producer, but at the moment whilst I'm young, use my looks, fill the fun. There's so much fun. Yeah. There, uh, but long-term goers, like, no-one's going to care what I'm doing in a few years anyway. Like, there's going to be younger, cooler <laughs> people. So just at the moment, use it to my advantage and yeah. be really strategic. So with that, it's just mental health. Remember, it's not real life. And I think just, yeah, the structure to so get up, that role is important. Because if I don't, mm-hmm. I, will like, I will actually scroll. Yeah. And then that's how it affects my mental health, though, because it's the comparison so that's why I, I didn't explain it properly but it's the comparison because I'll scroll and I'll see someone else that's now doing this or doing that and then I'm like oh my god I'm not working hard enough and then I'm like yeah I am like get off the phone mm. it's, or whatever it is so I just need it's just a boundary with the phone or just pick yeah. it up with your so it doesn't affect
0: you mental <laughs> yeah oh I really resonate with that especially if you're because if you're if you've got a lot of ambition and you're not purposefully like you were saying you're purposefully going onto social media saying i'm responding to 10 messages or i'm responding to my comment section and you're just there aimlessly yeah it can really fuck with your head cuz you're like oh i'm not doing i'm not doing shit you yeah. know everyone's out and, here doing and i'm trying and you're but you not...
1: yourself but not for them wasting yeah. time cuz then you literally think, i've just wasted like 20 minutes and then you're like oh like then you get annoyed and then it's then you're not being kind to yourself it's just this massive cycle that repeats and you're like no still doesn't wear it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> yeah um so shan I've had a it's, it's been an amazing podcast I've really enjoyed learning more about you and I feel like there's a lot of things that people will hear that are really encouraging especially some of the situations that you've navigated yourself out of i mean i can't imagine myself doing the same but i think some people who might be in that situation or close to can find some encouragement from it um and a lot of them will want to find you some of them may not have known who you are previously and want to find you and what you're doing with your journey um so the first thing i wanted to ask is what is next for you on your journey and i know you mentioned documentaries if you just give like a brief outline of what that looks like and then where people can find you to, to continue. Um,
1: What's so change? like the next project I'm doing, I'm self-funding. It's a documentary. Um, oh, okay. yeah, so I'm not going to say what it's about just yet, but sure. it kind of links. I'm um, just, so basically what I've also been doing is just from all the content I've been creating, I've been using the way people have been responding as research
2: Oh, so, okay. Yeah,
1: okay. Just, I mean, people need to realise I'm not just a bimbo on a screen. Like I actually am not Um, so I've just been using
2: with
1: games it, for real. So I'm just trying to work on that. But because it's self-funded, it's just taken longer. Realistically, I probably won't be filming until March next year. But it's all mm. good. It's all in motion. Like I'm, I'm doing it. I'm finding the right people that I want to involved in the project and interview and stuff like that so that's that and that's it really you can find me on so if you like conscious stuff and talking on a deeper level my conscious page like i'm always up for discussions and conversations with anyone and everyone it'll be nice to have you on it sometime we'll find something that we can do.
0: yeah definitely that's
1: definitely the conscious hypocrite and then me as shine reynolds I'm working, I've signed an NDA, so I can't say much, more, but I'm going to be hosting something really cool uh, for another page, and it'll be really interesting to keep up to date with me
2: there. Okay. <laughs> like the wise okay. Are. I'm
1: like, I just can't <laughs> tell you, follow me, basically.
0: <laughs> Man, I was hoping we'd get the exclusive, those fucking NDAs. Yeah, <laughs> um, No, No, that's, that's really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing the the documentary or whatever it's about you've really piqued my interest because you said the research is from the comments so i'm like ah oh, i wonder what that is i'm um, ready <laughs> yeah um but yeah thank you thank you so much for for, for jumping on this episode um no it's, it's it's been really good it's been really good um for everyone listening um thanks again for jumping on i hope you're enjoying it Um, And I'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. Bless.